Hi, thank you for joining me. My name is John Newby. This is John 2028 Apologetics and Lion and the Lamb podcast. I've had the blessing to be reached out recently by several brothers in Christ, and I want to take a time to acknowledge one of them. Um, the name's Jeff. He's in the school system, and uh, he is in a position to where he can influence children, and that's an extremely important position because as we all know the enemy is after children okay that's why the bible is so strenuous on how to teach children and how to raise them and to grow them into a church and grow them with the scripture and have them you know in a good christian environment a bible believing environment it's because the bible is inspired by god and god knows what's up you'll always want to plant those seeds about Christ into children. Well, the school system, which I'm no fan of, as y'all know on my podcast, is obviously after our children. It is not a uh, it's not a place that grows children closer to Christ, okay? By any stretch of the imagination. But there are fantastic people in the school system. Okay, I was a uh, ESE uh, tutor for three years. All right, so I know all about it. And we got people like our brother Jeff here. So the reason why I want to bring him out is he sent me an email. And I want you all to, if you feel led, because I am not the Holy Spirit. But if you feel led, and if you feel that you should have done this in recent time. Maybe this is a divine intervention. Okay, this is between you and the Spirit. But I want you to pray and fast for Jeff and for other educators in our school system. Okay? And I want, before I go on to the um, heart of this podcast here, I want to say something real quick. If you can... Turn with me to Acts 13. Acts 13. If you don't have it, that's fine. You just got to hear me read. And I don't have the greatest voice on the earth. But uh, I'll read it to you. Okay. Um, I'll give you a minute just in case you got your scripture with you. I know you can hit pause, but I'm just trying to be cool. All right. So Acts 13. Now this is the power of fasting. I'm going to read it real quick. And then see if you catch it, and then we'll talk about it real quick. This is why it's important, okay? So Acts 13. So, written by Luke, Acts 13. Now, there were at Antioch, in the church that was there, prophets and teachers. Okay? Barnabas and Simeon, who was called Niger, and Lucius, and Serene, and Menaean, who had been brought up with Herod the Tertriarch and Saul. Okay? While they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia and from there they sail to Cyprus. Okay, so 
right off the bat, the historical um, relevance of this, Antioch is one of the very first churches, okay, the Christian church. This is a very important spot, okay? So that must be understood. Number two, to all the other cults and all the other um, unbiblical cults like Jehovah's Witnesses who think that the Holy Spirit is just a force, it is impossible. I mean, I know some Greek. I'm no Greek scholar. I'd say on the scale of 1 to 10, I'm probably a 3. But when it literally says here, I mean, I can go, we can break down this Greek Okay, it's a singular verb being used with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a subject. All right, so I paused it real quick. I pulled up um, the Greek lexicon here. Okay, nomato agio, that's the Holy Spirit. Okay, omato agio, and then it says aphrosiat, that is to mark off. So Holy Spirit is saying to mark off or to set apart for me Barnabas. So the Holy Spirit is the subject speaking here. Okay? I didn't mean to go on another tangent here, but I just this is just such a deep verse here. It's got so much meat in it. Alright? Again, I just I'm not trying to go off on a tangent. Alright? I'm trying to control myself here. I've been off for about a week. Just getting back from vacation. But Anyways, so set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them. I have called. I have called. So Holy Spirit is the one. So think about this. So the Holy Spirit is the one who calls people to make action. And then when did the Holy Spirit start calling and showing into action what was the first thing that happened so it again go back to 13 1 now there were at antioch so the one of the first churches in the church that was there prophets and teachers so you got some studs okay barnabas and simeon who was called niger and lucius and cyrene so they, they're saying greek names and niger that's a uh a, a guy from africa so it's, it's, it has like a broad group of of dudes here okay it's a big um mos posh of people that's what that's what acts that's what luke is trying to convey here all right so you got all different types of people which is what church should be by the way makes my heart hurt to see a black or a white church okay churches should be mixed all right that's for another tangent okay anyways and then brought up with Herod and Saul and, you know, and then it says, while they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, fasting, the Holy Spirit said, so the Holy Spirit began to do this after the ministering and the fasting. Okay. Think about that. That's what got the Holy Spirit going. laid their hands on them and sent them away. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia and they were sailed to Cyprus. All right. So basically what I'm trying to tell you is if you feel led, you need to fast. 
Okay, you need to you need to fast, and fast for people in our school system. Okay, that's all I'm saying. All right, so now the heart of this podcast today. Yep, we're gonna get back on abortion. That's where we're gonna go again. That's where we're gonna go. If there isn't a larger line being drawn in the sand than what we're being shown today is the love, the evil love that evil people who love death. If there isn't a larger line being drawn in the sand. So the satanic temples are the ones who are leading the charge to stop the abortion bans that's going to happen or fixing to happen in Texas. And the rumor is in my state of Florida, where I live, where I'm from, and other states, I think South Carolina, so a lot of southern states, okay? So let's, I just typed it in. <laughs> All right, so just listen. Here's the first articles, and this is Google, okay? And, you know, Google isn't exactly a Christian um, search engine. I mean, have y'all ever seen the uh, screenshots where people type in, can men have babies? And Google says yes. So it's, it's, it's absolutely insanity. All right. But um, here's the first things that pop up. Church of Satan abortion. Just type it in Google. Members of Satanic Temple explains beliefs, plans to challenge Texas abortion law. Next article. The nicest people I've ever met. Satanists explain beliefs, plan to challenge Texas abortion law. Satanic Temple abortion ritual advertised on Miami billboard. Why Why Satanists may be the last hope to take down Texas abortion law. (laughs) Satanic Temple could bring abortion rights to Supreme Court. Satanic Temple says Texas abortion laws violates the religious. Salem-based Satanic Temple challenges Texas abortion law. Satanic Temple to fight Texas abortion law. Satanic Temple to challenge Texas. Just blah, 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 blah. It's the same thing. I'm going to go to the next page and see if there's anyone... You know, throwing up a red flag that it's satanic temples and churches that are wanting to keep the abortion laws the way they are. Like, does that not throw up a red flag to anybody? Let's see, the next page. Explains beliefs. So, hey, here's an article where it's telling you that why they believe this. And so you can possibly have some type of connective tissue and understanding. Because, you know, agreeing with a satanic temple is more important are, are, you know, not, not, uh, let me rephrase that. Agreeing with the satanic temple on their beliefs on abortion, although they might be Satanists and your first impression is that they're bad people, you might actually have something in common with them. Oh boy. Satanic temple says religious freedoms exempt abortion. So listen to the irony of this. So the satanic temple says that if, you can get a religious exemption and have an abortion. That's the end game. And that's why I was bringing up 
Jeff and other people in our school system. Our children are under attack. That's how you wipe out. That's how you do it. They're not going to get people like me or Jeff or other guys that I talk to on my YouTube channel. Mike or 405 Boy or any of those guys, Jeremy X, any those guys that uh, are sound. They're not going to get us. We're older males. I don't know how old Jeff is. Probably an older dude. When I say older, I mean like maybe 30s, 40s, who knows. But they're not going to get us. I mean, I would I would be pressed to say if somebody showed up at my house, you know, that I'm I'm going to go down fighting. You get you get I'm going with that. But these kids that is they're vulnerable. And that's why Jesus says it's better for you to tie a mouse or a limestone or whatever, a stone to your neck and drop it into the to a lake than it is. And that's the same language that he uses about throwing the uh, throwing the the enemy into the lake of fire, by the way, he uses in Revelation. It's the same same type of words. But um this is this is getting real, guys and girls. This is getting real. And this is how you try to wipe out Christianity. This is how. You have to start them when they're young. If you get them when they're young, and you can change and manipulate their thoughts and their beliefs, and you can have the government raise them, and you can try to demonize Christianity and demonize Christ, then they can they can they can rewire your children, and the enemy knows that people like me and Jeff and others are in a position that we can fight that. So we're going to be under constant attack. To be under constant attack, especially like people like Jeff who are in a school system where he's surrounded, I would guess, by people who don't believe like him. Or he's, he has some that don't believe like him. I would guarantee it. And Christians, although we we don't agree with an atheist or an agnostic or a Muslim, we don't want to get them fired. We don't want to see, or you shouldn't anyways. But they're the ones that always want to get rid of us. That's because they're a rebellion. They're in constant rebellion. They want, when they see you, they hear the word Christian, like Christ. They hate Christ. They want nothing to do with Christ. And they'll try to hide it with bullcrap, like believing that the universe came from nothing, that matter, energy, space, and time spontaneously exploded and created everything. Life came from non-living material, and it began to a single-cell organism, RNA, DNA. I mean, you know how complex that stuff is. They'll believe the most wild things. They won't examine. I, I got buddies. I, I tell them. I'm a powerlifter, so I'm in a gym with a bunch of meatheads like myself. 
But they're, you know, they're pretty good dudes, but they're not Christian. They're as good as they can be. Okay? And, but I ask them straight up to their face. Because they all, they all know that, you know, I'm an amateur apologist. And I listen to their questions. And, of course, they mock Christ all the time. They talk, they talk so much smack and everything else. Like Sky God, all this other, all this other stuff. And I blow them apart with scripture and facts. They can't handle it. But I ask them flat out. I'm like, so if you could, if I could prove to you that Jesus Christ, if I could at least give you, if it's more pro- more probable than possible that looking at the evidence of the resurrection of Jesus and that he was a, a historical person and that the evidence suggests, Christian and non-Christian sources suggest that he could have possibly rose from the dead, would you believe in him? They say no. They say no. What does that tell you? It tells you what the scripture says, that man's in love with his sin. Man will never let his sin, will let his sin, give give up his sin. Unless he bends the knee. Unless, by the grace of God. So, they're, this, but this is what you're faced against. The stubbornness, the rebelliousness of man. And they want your children. I don't care how crazy you sound. Yeah, they want your children. Yeah, they want your children. They do. They want your children. You know, and here the next question is, do you put them in a public, do you put your children in a public school? Like, what do you do? I mean, I mean... <laughs> That's it's a tough one. It really is a tough one. There are good Christians like Jeff who are in the school system. Like myself when I used to be in the ESC section. Exceptional student educator. It's, there are people there. But then again, you also got to ask yourself, okay, you got a Christian in there. Are they a jellyfish Christian? They don't have a spine So they'll submit and they'll cower down, which is even worse because now you have kids who say they, they don't come from a Christian household and they want to, and they're a little curious about Jesus because, you know, they see mangers in people's front yards at Christmas time and, and they hear, you know, this, the good song that they like by, uh, you know, a praise and worship band or something like that. Something catches them. And they're like, well, my parents aren't really religious. Oh, but, you know, uh, Mr. or Mrs. Williams or Smith or Jones at the school is a Christian. I mean, he wear, he or she wears a cross. He or she, um, you know, seems like a cool person, a nice, nice person. And then they watch that person belly over. So, you know, not everybody can afford private schools, but you got to make sure you're doing everything you can and you better make sure you're vetting your children. And if you do have to send them to a public school, I mean, I went to a public school. I was eons ago though. 
you got to make sure your children are going to public school that you get them ground in scripture. But there are pros to it if you pendulum swing it the other way. So I'm not saying that it's a sin to put your kids in public school. But what I'm saying is if you put your kids in public school and you don't ground them in a, in a church and with scripture, then you're in sin. Because all you're doing is feeding your child the world. It's good to know the world. Jesus picked his apostles for certain reasons. They already knew the world. Fishermen, tax collector, physician, doctor, like Luke. He's my favorite probably. So he, Paul, he's like arguably the greatest, one of the greatest Jewish students of all time. The guy was a, a monster in the Old Testament. He knew it back and forth. So it's okay. It's good to know that's because you don't, you don't want to send your kids out to, like they're <laughs> Amish or something who doesn't know anything about the other world and they get corrupted easy either. But if you're going to put your kids in public school, you're going to have to make sure they're grounded in scripture in, this, in, in a, in a, in a um, local church. That's all I'm saying. But the line's being drawn on the sand. See, I went on a tangent, didn't I? The line's drawn on the sand about this abortion. You literally have the church of Satan. And people are not fighting against it. People are not saying it's a, a bad thing. They're like, hey, you might have something in common with them. It is your Christian obligation and duty that whenever you vote, you make sure whoever you vote, if you're going to get involved in the politics, you make sure that is your number one priority. As children, how are they being protected? That is your duty. Children are the most important thing. Okay? Pray for Jeff. If you feel led fast for him and others in the school system and pray for Satanists pray for them to repent as bad as I want my flesh my flesh is weak and I want to be physical with him it is unchristian and unbiblical for me to do that because my flesh is weak. But I've always keep it real with y'all in here. I'm not saying anything that probably nine out of ten men listening to this podcast would is feeling. So I'm not gonna sit here and pretend holy earth and art thou, okay? But pray for the Satanists to repent. And we're gonna end this one prayer. Alright? Our Father who out in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us the day of daily bread. Forgive us for our sins, as we forgive those who sinned against us. Lead us not to temptation, deliver us from evil. For thy is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, 
and of the eternal Son and of the eternal Spirit. We love you, Yahweh. We love you. Amen. Thank you.